The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Tums present Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson for Tums. If you've ever tried Tums, you know how fast they act to give relief to the discomfort of acid indigestion or heartburn. If you've never tried Tums, try them the next time acid indigestion strikes. See what I mean when I say Tums give don't wait relief. There's no waiting for bottles, glasses, spoons, or water. You take Tums then and there, wherever you are, and you don't wait for relief. Tums really act fast. Yet, there's no worry about acid rebound or over-alkalizing. That's because Tums contain a gentle form of calcium that acts as a scientific buffer. Tums stop working automatically. The instant excess stomach acid is neutralized. So do as millions do. Always carry economical Tums in pocket or purse. Ten cents a roll. People just have a natural flair for sparkling conversation. A talent for holding their listeners spellbound with every word. Like the man here in front of Kramer's drugstore right now, telling an interesting experience to a friend. Yes, Sir Wimple. There I was, trapped in that cellar helpless. Had my foot caught under the furnace and couldn't move an inch. And the leak in the busted water pipe was rapidly filling the cellar. Oh, that's a terrible situation. The water came up to my knees, up to my belt buckle, up to my chest. And still the water kept rising. Your water bill must have been horrible. I'm telling you, Wally, I was staring death in the face. And if Molly hadn't come home from her club meeting at that exact moment, I wouldn't be here now. Oh, oh, hi, Molly. Hello, dearie. I'm sorry I took so long. Oh, Mr. Wimple, how are you? Oh, just fine, Mrs. McGee. Uh, Mr. McGee was telling me about how the water pipe burst in your cellar the other day. The what? Oh, that leaky pipe. Yes, it dripped all over the floor. Oh, well, we'll see you later, Wimp. Got to go now. Got to get home before that young couple moves in next door. We rented Ingram's house, you know, next door. We got the keys and we got to be there. Oh, uh, goodbye then. I'm glad you got out alive, Mr. McGee. Bye, Mr. Wimple. Got out alive. McGee, what were you telling, Mr. Wimple? Oh, nothing. I just mentioned about the water pipe. Did you finish your shopping okay? Another tall story. Why don't you stop exaggerating, McGee? Exaggerating? Me? Yes, when you tell something, why don't you just tell it the way it happened? Well, gee whiz, the things that happen to me are so dull. I just try to make my conversation scintillating, that's all. Color it up a little. Color it up a little? <laughs> With your talent for coloring, you ought to be running an Easter egg factory. I wish you wouldn't do it, McGee. You're going to get yourself in an embarrassing situation one of these days. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'll just stick to the plain truth, dull as it is. Good. Take some of these bundles and let's go home. Oh, my gosh, I was so busy talking to Wimple, I forgot to do my shopping. Oh, dear, we're late. Look, you better take the car and go on home. i got to run over to Tracy's Hardware and get some stuff over there. I'll take the bus home. But the new neighbors will... Well, you get them started moving in and I'll be right along. I'll see you later, Molly. about me exaggerating a little, though. I guess I better watch it. Yes, sir. 
nothing but the truth for me from now. Oh, hi, Tracy. Hello, Mr. McGee. Haven't seen you around for a while. What's new? New? Well, for one thing, the water pipe busted in our cellar. That's too bad. Anything serious? Serious? Oh, it's sure hard to keep a resolution when somebody gives you a lead line like that one. What'd you say? I said no, just just a couple inches of water. Oh, well, that's relief. Sure is. Had you worried, huh? Yep. Thought you were going to tell one of those long-winded yarns of yours. I'm too busy today. What do you mean, long-winded? When you've had some of the interesting experiences I've had, Tracy, you can afford to be long-winded. Well, what can I do for you, McGee? Nails? Screws? Bolts? Not that I'm going to tell you about it, but I never will forget the time I went hunting out past Dugan's Lake and my gun jammed and I was face-to-face with death. Nuts? Hmm? I said nuts. We got a special on this week. Two bits of box. You need any? Oh, no. What I need is some glue. That all-purpose stuff I bought last time. Hey, there's none here where it usually is. Well, just take it easy. I got some in the back. I'll open another case for you. Well, hurry it up, will you? I'm in a hurry. Well, pardon me, mister, but I, I, I couldn't help overhearing you just now when you said something about hunting. Hunting? Yeah, up at Coogan's Lake. On Dugan's Lake. If you never heard of Dugan's Lake, you must be a stranger around here. Well, uh, you might say that. Just got in town a couple of weeks ago, but people have been so nice since I got here, I, I kind of feel at home. Well, that's swell, son. Well, there's nothing like home away from home when you're away from home. Hey, Tracy, snap it up, will you? I ain't got all day. I can see you're a busy man, but you sure got me curious when you're telling that man about the time your your rifle jammed and you was facing death. The time my what? Oh, oh, that. Well, yeah, that is quite a story. I'd sure like to hear about it. Well, here's your glue, anxious. I know you're in a hurry, but you don't have to haul and carry on. Thirty cents. Well, don't rush me, Tracy. Just just take it easy. What? Well, you keep saying that you... Was... Set the glue on the counter there. I'll, I'll pay you when I'm ready to go. This young man here is a stranger in town, and he wants to hear about an experience of mine. Sit down, son. Well, of all the... Here he rushed the daylights out of me, and then when I... Yes, ma'am, what can I do for you? Hey, anything wrong, sir? No, no, I was just checking to see if that lady was my wife. Now, I'll tell you, son. This story is so fantastic that sometimes I myself can hardly believe it ever happened. It started out as an ordinary hunting expedition, and nothing strange happened until that day we saw these gigantic bear tracks along the bank of the lake. Well, sir, all eyes turned to me. I was the leader of the expedition, you see. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. Our religious institutions are strongholds of the American way of life. Our country was founded by men who had faith in God and who were willing to endure hardship and sacrifice for the sake of that faith. In these troubled times, we need the comfort and inspiration of religious faith more than ever. Faith helps hold our families together. It builds moral and spiritual character, and it creates the spirit of brotherhood on which democracy depends. There is need in these times to support a way of life based on the enduring principles of religion, which knit the family together, make for good citizenship, and build the character of the children. The religious institutions in your community need your interest and support, so take an active part in religious affairs. Your pastor, rabbi, or priest will give you invaluable family counsel and aid if you're a newcomer to the community. To face the problems of the future, America must be morally strong, and that moral strength comes through worship and faith. Go to church this week and take someone with you. I had some snake bite medicine in my kit. 
After I put Travis's leg in a splint and sewed up the cuts in Morgan's head, I and the Indian guide went on alone. Gosh, that must have took nerve. There was no turning back now. Somewhere ahead in that dense underbrush was a gigantic, ferocious bear, a killer. And it was up to me to seek him out and destroy him. He sure must have been a, a giant to leave tracks two feet long. And the worst thing was them tracks were three feet deep. We kept falling into them. I'm, I'm afraid I, I'd have lost my nerve along there. Just as we reached the edge of the clearing, my guide froze in his tracks. His face was a mask of terror. I looked up, and there before us stood the most horrible sight I ever saw. And believe me, I saw some. The killer, huh? Nine feet tall. Like a tower of monstrous death, its teeth bared, revealing tusk-like fangs ten inches long. When it saw us, he let out a thunderous roar that shook the ground beneath us. Gosh, what did you do? I had to move pretty careful. I didn't want to frighten it or it might run away. Well, uh, yeah, I, I guess that was something to consider. Slowly I raised my rifle and watched that monster very carefully. He didn't move. Just stood there with one eye on me, one eye on my Indian guide, and one eye on the distant hills. Three eyes? Yes, sir. He had a third eye right in the middle of his forehead. I picked that eye from my target when I shot him with the bow and arrow. Bow and arrow? I had no other choice. You see, my rifle was jammed, so as he came charging down on us, I grabbed the bow and arrow from the trembling hands of my Indian guide, took a careful aim, and boing, right between the eyes. Gosh. Any questions? Yeah, between which eyes was that? In case I run into something like that sometime, I, I kind of... Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, the middle one and the one on the left. Are you sure? Oh, sure. Well, I got the trophy at home. The arrow's still stuck in there. Went in so deep I couldn't pull it out, so I've been using it as a hat rack. Yeah, I, I sure would like to see that sometime. Well, so would I. I mean, well, uh, I'd like to show it to you sometime. Not, not today, though. Well, I, I couldn't go today anyhow. I, I got too much to do. Yeah, well, that's life, I guess. If you had the time, I'd probably be too busy. Well, that's the way it goes. It's been nice talking to you, son. Well, goodbye. Me, Molly, have the new neighbors come yet? Are they over there? Did they move in yet, the neighbors? Yes, Mrs. Nelson is right here with me, having a cup of tea. Come on in. Oh, well, I'm sorry I'm late. I got detained on business. This is Mrs. Nelson, dearie. Sally, my husband. I'm happy to meet you, Mr. McGee. Well, the pleasure's ours, Mrs. Nelson. Sally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Sally. Well, sure glad to finally rent that place and get it off our... I mean, rent it to a nice young couple for our next-door neighbors. Uh, where's your husband? Oh, Lester's getting some things out of the trunk of the car and taking them in the house. He'll be over in a minute. McGee, you'll never guess where Mrs. Nelson is from. She's from Peoria, like us. Isn't no. that nice? No kidding. Peoria. Good old Peoria. Your husband come from there, too? No, I met Lester at a USO dance. We were married a few months after he got back from Korea. Oh, well. He had an offer of a job here in Whistle Vista, so we packed up and... Oh, that must be Lester now. He's probably wondering what's happened to me. I'll let him in, Sally. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun having you kids next door. We can get together in the evenings and talk about Peoria and play Canapter and me and Lester can swap stories. I was in the war, too, you know. First World War. The big war. Oh, really? Yep. Some of my experiences when I and Pershing were mapping out the strategy for the big pushback. Right in 19... here, Lester. McGee, this is our next door neighbor, Lester Nelson. Well, I'll be jiggered. It's the bear hunter. Mm -hmm. Hunter? 
bear hunter. Yeah, he, he probably saw my shotgun out in the garage. Well, come on, Les. I'll help you move your stuff in. Let's get back outside. Uh, well, I got everything moved in. I'd sure like to see that. Well, don't stand here. We we, we better get your car off the street. You you might get a ticket. Well, I, I'd sure like to. Yeah, a ticket. Yeah, well, you girls talk. We, we got work to do. Come on. Well, there. I hope you show it to me later, because I'd sure like to see a three-eyed bear. Say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. What's your favorite type of radio show? By far the favorite choice of all radio listeners is comedy. And when it's comedy you want to hear, be sure to tune to NBC on Wednesday nights for the tops in hilarious listening. There's Groucho Marx with another fun-packed edition of You Bet Your Life. The Great Gildersleeve with his bumbling misadventures as Summerfield's water commissioner. Another chuckling good quarter hour with your friends at 79 Wistful Vista, Fibber McGee and Molly. And laughs galore when Bill Cullen presides over Walk a Mile, the fast-paced quiz session that makes Wednesday evening radio more enjoyable. In the dramatic vein on Wednesday evenings, listen to the big story, the authentic dramas from real life that make up the front-page news on your daily papers. There's always an exciting story on the big story. So remember, tomorrow and every Wednesday evening, keep your date with top entertainment. Listen to The Great Gildersleeve, You Bet Your Life, The Big Story, and Walk a Mile, all on the NBC Radio Network. Hello, taxidermist. Say, uh, have you got a bare head down there? Oh, you have? How many eyes has it got? Only two, huh? Uh, no, thanks. I'll, I'll shop around. No luck, huh? Not yet. Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Tums, T-U-M-S, Tums for the Tummy, have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as Wallace Wimple, Jeff Kirkpatrick as Mr. Tracy, and Robert Easton and Mary Lou Harrington as the new next-door neighbor. This is John Wall saying good night for Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Remember to laugh with Senator Ford and Can You Top This Tonight on the NBC Radio Network.